It's a beautiful day to say what you need to say. It's a beautiful day to say what you need to say. Yeah. And I can lead the way. Hey there, welcome to Time Out with Ty, the less official podcast of Behind the Book Pass. You'll notice this is airing on a Tuesday and not the usual Friday. Because of some scheduling, I guess, conflicts at Behind the Buck Pass, there will be no Win in Six podcast this week, and instead there will be two Time Out with Ties this week. Uh, I'm everywhere these days. You people are going to hate me by Friday, I guarantee it, but you're going to have to roll with it. That's just how life is now. Luckily, I brought in a couple of great guests this week to kind of make up for the tie overdose. Uh, I'll leave the second one as a surprise for now, mostly because it's not recorded and I don't want it to fall through and then I look dumb. But first up, get excited. We got Georgie the Greek back again to talk more 76ers, more rap, and more other Greek people. How's it going, Georgie? <laughs> great. I'm just glad Bucks Nation is ready to hear some more Sixers. I mean, the Sixers, it's like they're not – I think people got tired of talking about them because you can't make fun of them as much anymore. Because like, like I was saying to you before, they're not historically bad anymore. They're just like normal bad. Yeah, it's like we don't even have any pride in being this bad anymore because it's just like whatever <laughs> now. You know what I mean? This Bucks fans know what you mean. Yeah. Except we weren't doing it on purpose. Like it would just happen. Yeah, that was – Like, so oh, what are you – What, like Ersan Ilyasova-led teams aren't going to be good? Like we don't get it. We're, we're trying to be good here. Um, the Sixers, uh, can we have a moment of silence for the death of the, uh, six and 76 Philadelphia 76ers? Yes, let's do it. Pour one out. That was like wow. my mathematical dream, man. I wanted that wow. to happen so bad, but they have eight <laughs> wins now. Yeah. We had a real, we had a real moment of silence for something I made up. I'm so full of myself at this point. It's crazy. Hey, you do two podcasts a week, man. You can do anything you want. I can do anything. We'll get to rap later, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Sixers Centers first. I think there's six of them, too, so it's a fitting name. <laughs> you were telling me, and I've heard this from a few people, we, we have Team Ja and Team Noel now. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a weird movement because apparently we can, we can only have one. And you have to decide right now, even though they're right, both on rookie deals. Right now. There's a, there's a lot of panic in Sixers Nation that we're going to get rid of the wrong one. And nobody even knows who the right one is. Nobody even knows if either one's going to actually do anything productive with their NBA careers. If, you, if I were to pick a team, I'd definitely be Team Jaw right now. That's for sure. Can I be Team Joel? Yeah, man. Team Joel's like... It's like a dark horse team. Like everybody's yeah, Team is. Joel, you know? Team Joel is the is the major team, and then Team Joel split up into Team John, Team Noel. If, I, if I'm picking between the two and I'm the Sixers, I'm definitely picking uh, Team Ja. I can't find Joel Embiid on the Sixers stats. They're just That's not good. put him there. there. Yeah, I know he doesn't play. There he is. He's up on the current <laughs> roster. There, there he is. is. I thought for a second, like, I thought they did get rid of him, and I was like, gonna panic like how did i not know this but no he's he's still there yeah that'd probably be headline news that's for sure yeah it would i mean he looks super buff now it's kind of ridiculous yeah i actually got the chance uh to sit courtside during pregame 
I wanted Ooh. to speak Yeah, I know. Fancy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, just for pregame. It was the Sixers-Kings, and uh, we got an uh, up-close look at Joel Embiid. And I, I saw him – I saw pictures of him from rookie year to now, but Jesus, dude, it's, it's insane. He's, he's caught, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm so excited for the rest of the league to see him out on the court. I'm excited for myself to see him out on the court, actually, in the NBA, because I think he's going to tear it up. Yeah, there's been a lot of Shirley Temple jokes. And I mean, I've made a bunch too. I'm not going to sit here on my pedestal. I do hope he succeeds. And I like Joel Embiid. I think he's super funny. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's, I mean, it's funny to make jokes about the Sixers because if this works, they like pulled off the ultimate like heist in the NBA. Like they literally <laughs> went from rags to riches without having to get super lucky. Like they, they just planned it and it worked. And they might like make them make the NBA reform the lottery. So, like, people are mad about that, and I kind of am too when I get it. I still hope Joel Embiid does well. He's huge. He's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I think when going back to uh, reforming the lottery real quick, no matter how you reform it, there's going to be a way to cheat the system. And this time, I guess the Sixers are, are finding the way to cheat yeah. the system, hopefully, in my case anyway. But, um, I mean, lottery reform, I'm not totally against it. But I, I still think once you change it, strategy is going to change to to get that number one pick no matter what how you change it yeah i mean could you imagine one one thing i I read was you it's it was really weird but it was like if you end up just outside of the playoffs you have like an equal shot at the number one pick yeah like teams would tank to just be mediocre then right yeah that's it it makes the tank job even easier for people actually yeah it's just okay we got to trade for al jefferson i know what we have to do like go get al jefferson we're gonna pick up Ish Smith, and we're gonna be super yeah. mediocre. Like, just make yeah. sure you make sure you mimic the Charlotte Bobcats from like two thousand like six to two thousand nine, and like we're yeah, good. yeah, it's not it's not gonna work. I mean, and it, it, that would I mean that's kind of crappy because some bad teams like they really they didn't get there on on purpose. Hashtag like, Bucks. Yeah, hashtag Bucks is a good one. I mean, they 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 struck out with uh, I mean they not they didn't strike out they hit it out of the park with Giannis before they were even that bad. Right, but yeah, right. Jabari definitely is going to be a big help. But um, I mean, look at like I'm trying to think now. I'm I'm blank. Like the Timberwolves would be just hopeless. Yeah, yeah. And the post Kevin Love Timberwolves. I mean, they traded for Wiggins, but I mean Wiggins without Towns. I mean Towns is the better of the two. Towns is crazy good. Definitely, yeah. I and I'll, I'm going to be totally honest, and people are going to uh, hate on me for not admitting this uh, sooner, but. I hated Carl Towns coming out of college. I did really? not think he was did not think he was going to be a productive player. Didn't like his game, and I don't know why because he literally does everything right. Oh my god! It's like everyone loves Porzingis, and I get it, but I watch Towns, and I'm just like, this dude already plays like he's in like year four. Right? Yeah. Like I, he I, does I, not look like a rookie at all. I I saw him go up against Zaza last night. Zaza Pachulia. Like they were going up against Dallas, and some of the moves he was putting on. Pachulia and Zaza's not a just a throw in there defensively. He's no, a, he's not. He's a very smart defender. Yes, and seeing Carl Towns work him like that, like it's insane. This kid's gonna be one of a kind. Yeah, I mean, there's there. It's unfair, and they could get. I mean, they have. There's a chance that they get uh, Ben Simmons too. Yeah, I th- <laughs> that's yeah. like a, a three, four, five of Wiggins, Simmons, Towns, and you can put Levine at the two. He's not a point guard. I, I don't care what you say, Minnesota. He's a shooting <laughs> guard. But two, three, four, five of Levine, Wiggins, 
Simmons Towns. It's like, oh, okay. Rubio's a fine point guard there. It doesn't matter. It really, it doesn't matter. Mario Chalmers was a starting point guard on two win, <laughs> win, ah, ring winning teams. Like that core is unbelievable. They're going to be, hopefully the Bucks, the Sixers and the T-Wolves are going to be in like five years. Just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and don't, don't, uh, don't uh, exclude Milwaukee from that uh, draft lottery situation where they just bump up somehow to uh, the number two or the number one or two spot, end up with Sing- Simmons or Ingram, because that's that's a it's Bucks move impossible. right there. It's not that's impossible. A, that's a Bucks move right there. If I've ever seen one, <laughs> it's they're they're about due. They have not had a good first overall pick since Kareem. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I can think of. I can think. Oh no, no, I'm wrong. I think Big Dog was a first overall. Pick. Okay, I think Robinson was, but I know Bogut was one, and he wasn't bad, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't Big Dog. He was a good player. Yeah, not a really great first overall pick. Then Big but, Dog. He was kind of the best of the worst, Bogut, kind of in that draft class. Yeah, um, and then before that was Kent Benson. No clue. No clue. This might. You might remember this hat. The, the 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 one overall pick that they took before Benson left Milwaukee is probably the second or first greatest player of all time. Came back and knocked out Kent Benson on the NBA floor. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sucker punched <laughs> Kent Benson and broke his hand yeah. on Kent Benson's face. Yeah, yeah, I, I've definitely seen that, that clip before. <laughs> it's like I, I watch it. I, I'm just incredulous every time because he just like knocks him the f out for no reason. <laughs> and it's like Kareem must have really not liked the Bucks, but Kent Benson not a good not a good player, a pretty good punching bag. So yeah, I always thought I always thought L.A. Kareem was more of a prima donna than Bucks Kareem until I saw that clip, and I'm like, oh nope, nope. L.A. Kareem L.A. Kareem's just as hard. Yeah, L.A. Kareem's <laughs> super hard. Kareem's my sneaky favorite for uh, best player of all – or greatest player of all time, I should say, not best. Yeah. I, you know, being a Sixers fan, you hear a lot of the, the older generation talk about Will Chamberlain, and yeah. the, the younger gen, the younger generation likes to point out that there's – the competition was a lot weaker. And, I mean, I've said that before too. I definitely don't consider Chamberlain the greatest player. But what he did to the game, how he changed it, I think that yeah. should be – him and Kareem – dominated the game at a position that will at a, at a way in a position that we'll never see again. Like Kareem did it with one hook shot. Will Chamberlain just dominated everything. Like those two guys are phenomenal. I, I, I think if you put them in today's NBA, they'll be just, they'd be just as successful. Maybe not putting up those crazy numbers, but they'll definitely be hall of fame down. Yeah. That's when people say that like, Oh, if you put, like I don't I I don't think I've ever heard it with Magic. Thank God, Magic would be good in any NBA. Like, yeah. That's just, but like Kareem or Wilt or Bill Russell, they say like, oh, you know, they wouldn't even make it in today's NBA. Like that's just that's just wrong. Like right. Bill Russell did not win eleven rings and like seven in a row by just being <laughs> a tall guy. Like he exactly. one of the best defenders ever. He'd almost certainly have the blocks record if they recorded them. They just yeah. didn't. They didn't think to do it. And it's like really old <laughs> NBA. You didn't like. You you saw him do it like six times a game, and you never thought like, let's write that down. <laughs> There's like a the scene in Semi Pro where they do the uh, alley oop. It's just like what 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 just went on. Like I'm wondering <laughs> like what the moment was when they first saw Bill Russell's like six blocks in a game. Like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's not normal. Well, Curry, uh, not uh, Wilt would just be like forty thirty, and it's like what? Yeah, that's insane. 
a hundred points. <laughs> you know, I, I one of my favorite things about like the hacker scandals and like the the make their free throws argument is that Wilt was an awful free throw shooter. Yeah, and he was still great. Like you can be awful at free throw shooting and still still be great. Right. Yeah. I think now where where do you side on that hacker hacker shack kind of stuff? I think the rule should be uh, if you foul someone without the ball, then the the team that gets fouled can choose who to shoot free throws like a technical. See, yeah, I I agree with that. It's, I it's think not basketball. Fouling fouling off ball is like I never I never really understood it. I'm like that, that's definitely something that should be changed. I'm a big guy in saying make your free throws. Like if you really are you going to change the game because a couple guys can't make their free throws or are you going to change your game so your game can get better? You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's look, if, if, if a team wants to hack Deandre Jordan, anytime he touches the basketball, that's fine with me. Exactly. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's got the ball, make him go shoot the free throws, but you shouldn't be able to go give him a hug if he's not even close to the play. And then right. he has to shoot like in no other sport. Can you, make a player that's not good at a thing do it. Like I, I wrote a piece about this a while ago behind the buck pass and I equated it to there's pitchers in the MLB that cannot throw to first plate, first base to save their lives. Like you can't just throw them a grounder and just take off the first base. Right. Like, the, like they'd throw it in the, the, the stands half the time and you get to the, the, and you get to first, but it's not like you can't just force someone to uh, be put in that position. You can right. bunt it to them or like try to hit a grounder to them. That's fine. If you can do that within the rules of the game, then take advantage of it. But you shouldn't be able to like go outside of the game in this weird hug moment. Like it's just dumb. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And Nolan's Noel did it to DeAndre Jordan, jumped on his back and that kind of stuff. Like, come on. Like that's not, yes. that's, not that's not basketball at all. I think they now if you jump on someone's back, it's like a flagrant. I think they just yeah. changed that. Yeah, it is. They changed it right after right during the All Star break, actually. Yeah, which is good because I mean that that just seems dangerous. Yeah, like you should not have seven footers like jumping on each other and having pillow fights. Right. Like imagine Shaq jumping on. Oh God, Shaq on anyone. He was like three. He was three yeah. bucks for sure. <laughs> if not more, Shaq was too big to jump at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, like what if he fell on DeAndre Jordan? Like that still would be disastrous. <laughs> he would just break him. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen Kevin Hart's Shaq falling joke? Yes, yes. I love that routine so much. LeBron, pick his up. I had to self-censor. I didn't want to go back and bleep it. But, oh, my. If you haven't seen that, that's uh, Kevin Hart. Seriously funny. The Shaq joke. My favorite part about that is LeBron and Shaq were there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Shaq was there. I know LeBron. Yeah, Shaq was there, too. They they both cracked up. The way the way he, like, messes with Shaq and Shaq messes back is just great. Like, they're just I two completely differently sized human beings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is this is right where I want to be in, in timeout with Ty. We just start talking about Kevin Hart stand up in the middle. Exactly. Notice I threw the Bucks into the teams that will dominate the NBA five years from now. I don't know if I would have at the beginning of the season, but like Jabari and Giannis and Chris Middleton too. These guys are just phenomenal lately. Yeah, I mean their success lately has been awesome. I think I, I think I actually would put them in the power five of the Eastern or of the Eastern conference or of the NBA. I'm sorry. Yeah. In, in about four or five years, even before the season started, just cause I mean, I haven't, I don't watch the bucks as daily as you guys do, but I've always been high on Jabari. So I thought that was a great pickup and I'm a big fan of the length that they always put out there. So 
Giannis, Jabari, and Chris Middleton. Like that's a that's a pretty solid core. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I I've been sick of the Jabari hate for a while. I've been talking to you about this. It's yeah. It's like he's he's too young. First off, he's too young. Like rookies suck. That's just life. Carl Towns exactly. and Kristaps Porzingis are cheat codes that don't normally happen. Most rookies don't add to their team. It's the same thing with Ja in, in 76ers land. Same exact thing. Yeah, same it's exact like thing. They're, they're not going to be good at a lot of stuff. That's what being a rookie is. That's why That's why the, the Timberwolves can get, like, you can get, like, a couple rookies in a row that are good because no rookie comes in and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is, like, the franchise cornerstone and he's already good enough to take us to the finals. Like, no, yeah. it doesn't work that way ever. I think I think even with Wiggins, you saw. I mean, he had a phenomenal rookie year, but there's still a lot he had to work on. You know, it's particularly yeah. his outside shot. You know, which is still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, this is the hypocrisy that I'm dealing with in 76ers Twitter. I'm just gonna go on a little bit of a rant. Do so it. Short. Rant, rant away, rant away. So Sixers Twitter, like preaches, trust the process, trust the process. Don't worry, the process will bring results. How is the process going to bring results when you don't even let the players develop into what they're supposed to be? Like you're saying, trust the process, but you don't even trust our first round picks the past two years. So what's all Preach. this trade job stuff? I'm Preach. You, know you guys are lucky that this is a censored podcast. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you on that. What was, what was the jaw trade that was proposed? Was it Boston? Yeah. So, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know the Nets pick was involved. Yeah. And um, Danny Ainge claims that they were close on a deal, but Sam Hinkie is promising that there was no deal even, like, constructed, just a phone call happening, you know, just an offer, and then Hinkie saying no. So it's a little he said, he said. But I, you know what? That trade intrigues me, but really that's, I think that's just another step back for the Sixers. Because we don't know where that Nets pick's going to fall. You know, if it falls at two or three or four, like what? We're going to draft Dragon Bender and we just traded away Jaleel Okafor? Like, Bender, <laughs> nah, Bender could be good. Like, he could be Christoph Porzingis. He could be, like, one of those mystery guys. But for me, I'm more confident in a guy I'm already seeing produce offensively and let his defense start to grow instead of just banking on another guy becoming good and having to wait even longer to see him develop. So I think if there was a trade actually offered, I think the Sixers did the right thing in holding their cards and saying no, because the process has got to start moving forward instead of focusing just on draft picks. Yeah, I think so too. I think if you have a proven commodity, that's worth more than a draft pick to a young team. This is going to sound weird because in in, in uh, former years it was the opposite. Right. Draft picks are going to be worth more to better teams going forward and and young talent will be worth more to to worse teams. Because look, draft picks is more risk. Right. Like Ben Simmons could suck. Yeah. Like I don't exactly. think so, but it's totally possible that he never gets in the NBA game or there's an injury, but I I never want to talk about injuries like that. But he I mean he could suck. Like he could show up and like the shot never materializes. He might be using his wrong hand the whole time. We don't really know. You know, maybe he's not physical enough. Like these things do happen. Right. Drew Okafor does not suck. Yeah. Like he's going to be a very good offensive player for like 15 years. 
maybe 20 with modern NBA science at his side. And rest, rest being a real thing now that teams aren't so stupid about. Exactly. But for, for good teams, draft picks are valuable because they'll be the only players not insanely overpriced because there's a, a scale on draft picks. Exactly. I think that's – you bring up a great point, and you see that with Miles Turner in Indiana kind of. You yes. Know? I mean, so Indiana, valuable to them. Right. And it's because of the contract. And that's what the Sixers have been trying – that's what their process has been is trying to get these guys on cheap contracts becoming hidden gems like you see it with Jeremy Grant and Robert Covington, you know. Both of them are in very cheap contracts, producing at a high level for the team. So, like you said, even though those – going back to your point on uh, better com- competing teams valuing those draft picks more, a team like the, the 2013 Heat, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do? You're cash-strapped. You can't do anything, right? You bring in a guy like, I don't know, like a Miles Turner or – uh, a guard that can like produce at a, like a pretty good level off the bench. About, uh, Norris Cole, I think yeah. really, was a real life example there. He right, actually yeah. went in there and did that. Exactly. So you, you're totally right on that. And uh, young teams that are currently in a rebuild, I would even consider the Bucks in that, even though they made the playoffs last year, their, their, their down year is going to prove that more importantly, their young players should develop Giannis, Jabari, even Chris Middleton at this point, they should still continue to be developing. And yeah, you're going to get a high draft pick, but you don't give up one of those core players for another high draft pick. I uh, I hit Sim Lottery once on Tankathon just yeah. to see. Philly got the number one pick with their own pick. So nice. yay, yay, you guys. <laughs> that, that Brooklyn pick that I'm guessing a sizable, maybe not well, sizable amount of Philly fans wanted to trade Jal- Jaleel for. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. It ended up fifth. I don't think yeah. I even consider trading Ja for the fifth overall pick. Right. And what's that going to turn into? That's uh, not even Dragon Bender. He's going after that. That's yeah. like Buddy. Buddy no, Buddy's, Buddy. Buddy's going later. He's too old. But I like Buddy, though. Me too. I, but I, I like, yeah, like a guy like Buddy Heald or Chris Dunn. You willing to trade Jaleel Okafor for one of those guys? Yeah, I, I would not just because it's like, I, I I'm not a big fan of Chris Dunn. I do like Buddy, but I mean any any rookie prospect. It's like, if if I could trade Greg Monroe for the Brooklyn pick, I'd absolutely do it because he's going to be gone yeah. in a year and a half. Exactly. Chris, Chris Middleton for the Brooklyn pick, I don't even really think about it that long. Bucks have him for five years. He's already a first option, and I mean he went from being a three and D guy to a first option in a year. I'm yeah. not ready to put limits on him yet. Even though he's a little older, he didn't play much when he was with Detroit. So it's like I'm not going to trade a, a proven commodity who's already good and already locked into a contract, which is very important. A lot of casual fans really don't put much stock in how important contract stuff is to these teams. Exactly, yeah. So I'm not I'm, trading a guy I have locked up for you know, Chris Dunn. Right, I completely agree. And uh... – I don't know if you saw that Kyrie Irving news about him reportedly wanting out. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, so this is where the contracts come into play. Like, who cares? Even if he really does want out, who cares? Cleveland's got him him for three more years, I believe. Three more years on a good, on a pretty good contract for Kyrie standards. Like, yeah, you the guy the guy can complain all he wants, but at the end of the day, he's got a contract to to uh, play under. So this is where contracts become important. And like you said, the casual fans don't put that in perspective. They hear, oh, a guy wants out. 
oh, so he's going to get traded right away. No, not, not even close. The Cavs should be asking for the world for Kyrie Irving right now if he was available for trading. Yeah, it's a, a star, a real star player can force their way out. I think Kyrie's a star. I don't know if he can force his way out. That's the weirdest team because yeah. the, the LeBron stuff. Like, I don't, I literally don't know if, if Kyrie could force his way out of there if LeBron likes him. I really don't even know if that's possible because if LeBron didn't want him to leave, they, they wouldn't let him go. It's that simple. Right. Like the, like Carmelo got traded because Denver wasn't going to be good with him. They realized that. And so you can get out there. Uh, James Harden was a different scenario. The Thunder wanted to trade him for some reason. Yeah. Star players do get moved, but yeah, it's it's like if if a, a team has all the leverage, they they act like they don't, but they absolutely do. Definitely, definitely. Because you determine where they go. Only a few players can opt out of trades if they don't like them. Right. If they wanted to, they could send Kyrie's self over to Brooklyn and get like Thad Young and I don't know Bogan Bogdanovich or something. <laughs> I don't know why they'd ever want to do that, but they could do it, and then Kyrie's screwed. Yeah. There's a lot of things that it's just like you really need to know a lot to understand. Like the NBA is so complicated. Yeah. And a good guy, if you guys ever need any questions on contracts or trades, is definitely Bobby Marks on Twitter. Yeah, Bobby Marks on Twitter. And if you want to look up the stuff for yourself, and it takes a while to learn, but Larry Kuhn, CBA FAQ. Yes. I go there every single time I have any sort of a question about the cap. That and the real GM future drafts detailed. That gives me all the information I need to write most cap articles and trade articles. Right, yeah. There's so many weird rules in the CBA. Too many, too many weird rules. And the greatest thing, not the greatest thing, but the worst part about it is it's all in like really legal terms. So that's like, why that's why Larry Coon's thing rocks because it yeah. simplifies it a little bit. But if you, yeah, I've actually tried to read the actual document. It's impossible. Yeah, I, I remember. It is a asked, legal document. I asked uh, Sixers writer Derek Bodner, who's a great writer and knows the world about everything Sixers. I asked him a question on like, how does he know so much about the CBA? He goes, "Oh, just go take a look at the NBA's uh, CBA like posting and stuff like that." Uh, no, nah, man. <laughs> no, I, I no, definitely no. can't. I, I'm not. I'm not in no. like pre-law. I can't. I, I can't yeah. understand it that well. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite things about the cap that uh, a lot of teams or a lot of people don't really understand is the Larry Bird rights. Yeah. That's a if, good you have, if you have Bird rights to a player, like even if they're an expiring contract, you have like an easy way to resign them. That's why a lot of people thought Al Horford wouldn't be traded because he was an expiring. Right. He's been in Atlanta long enough and Bird rights transfer via trade. Whatever team has him could offer a larger contract than any other team. Right. So if somebody really, really wanted Al Horford, they could lock him up for it's a ridiculous five year deal. It's like five years, 149 million or something is his max. Yeah. But they're the only team that could give him that. So right. there are like there's interesting little subtleties that's hard to pick up on. That's like a lesser known uh Rose rule kind of where yeah. if a, the Rose rule is a rookie wins an M or under his rookie deal if a player wins an MVP uh, I think I forget averages um, a certain amount of points. Anyway, he's he's eligible for uh, a higher pay. I think they pump up they bump up the salary, correct? Or do they? Yeah, it, it they, goes uh, instead of getting 
Max contracts go, well, it goes on bird rights, and it also goes on a year scale. Yeah. So I believe it's zero to five, and then like six. No, it's zero to six, seven through nine, and then ten plus. I think are the brackets. Yeah. So if if you if you qualify for the rose rule, I forget if it's the middle or the older bracket. But like, even though a player is younger, they qualify for the older bracket based on years of service because right, they've yeah. proven that they're like a veteran quality player and they deserve the money. Right. Which I mean, I think the CBA uh, did a great job on those two on on the on the rose rule. I thought that was a great rule because if a player's giving you an MVP award and he's still getting paid under his rookie contract. Like what's that? You know what I mean? Or like yeah, uh, he's still getting paid. He's still getting paid a max contract where he, uh, he's limited compared to a guy who's been in the league six years and won an MVP like three years ago or four years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like at this, I don't think you have to win MVP. No. Yeah. I, no, that's just, that's one of them. That's one of them. One of them. Anth- Anthony Davis is getting one. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. There's like some statistical. It's uh, like All Star or All NBA matters for it too. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's so a couple of different factors that you can go into it. But, but MVP yeah, Anthony, out of my head. Yeah, MVP is the real big one. But I think Anthony Davis. It's like he agreed to a huge. I want to say it's like a five year, hundred fifty million deal. I don't. Th- it might be. It might be one twenty. It's not, it's a ridiculously big deal for normal people standards. <laughs> But it's it'll actually it would actually would have been smaller if he didn't get those accolades this year. Right. It's yeah. interesting. It, it wasn't a set deal either way until the year played out, which I thought was really they they add crazy stuff in there, like just for fun it seems like sometimes. Yeah. Like the the amnesty provision. Yes, yeah. A couple of years ago they were like, Yeah, you guys signed way too many bad contracts. You know <laughs> what? Just get rid of one each, it's fine. Yeah. I think uh yeah, you, you see like that that's the team. That's the team side of it. And then the players union really killed it with the Rose rule. I thought that was a great win the for Rose them. The Rose rules was a really yeah. good one. Um, well, I mean, the, the game, like almost all NBA contracts are guaranteed. That's a huge win right there. Yeah. yeah. You look at, at football contracts and like the way they talk about it now is the first number doesn't even matter. Like there's a, a big number, like no player actually gets that anymore. Yeah. The guaranteed number is all that matters. I think that's, so weird. Like, why even sign the first one? Just sign the yeah. guaranteed one. Exactly. NBA, it's like, it's weird for an NBA contract to not be guaranteed. I'm, if I'm going to tell uh, parents one thing is make your kids play either basketball or baseball. That's where the money's yeah. at. <laughs> yeah, baseball for sure. Yeah, and for the most part, your kid's not going to be getting hit in the head repeatedly every game as well. Yeah, the long-term effects of basketball are you just get sore knees. Like totally yeah. worth it, absolutely worth it. I'm t- I'm totally good with uh, sore knees over like damage to my brain because of a sport. I seriously, I like I, a while ago around my circle of friends, and don't ask me how, but this question picked up like, what do you see the NFL looking like in? It was either 25 or 50 years, and I was like, I don't see it existing. Like, there's yeah. no way in in 30 years. People are going to be like, yeah, I mean, everyone gets concussions all the time, and it's super bad for you. But, I mean, hey, it's football. Like, I, I, I know it makes a lot of money. I know money makes the world go around. I think gladiator fights made a lot of money at one point, too. We don't have those anymore. I just I don't see it carrying on unless there's major, major changes, unless there's, like, the NFL is flag football. I don't know, but yeah, I just don't I, see it. I agree with you. It's crazy to think, too. Like you said, like, it's, I mean – 
it's the biggest professional like sports industry in, in America. So, you know, seeing it cease to exist anymore is going to be weird, but I totally agree with you, man. Like basketball is where it's at. If you can dunk, really if you can dunk or shoot threes, like you'll find your way either internationally or in the D league, like make yourself a couple bucks, like enjoy your life. <laughs> The the degree to which basketball is everywhere is my favorite thing about basketball. Love it, love it. It's like true. it's everywhere. Worldwide sport now, definitely. And David Stern is a, a legitimate genius for that because he really he meant to do that. Like he was sending right. out. I was listening to this. Um, I I don't know if you listened to the the Vertical podcast with Woj. Oh, definitely, definitely. He had he had Sean Marks on there, and David Stern would send out. Uh, like weekly highlight tapes for free to certain countries to air on their TV. Right. So he yeah. was saying like it was every, I don't know if it was like Sunday or, or Saturday or someday. Maybe it was like Tuesday. I don't remember. Like every, like that morning, every week they would play the NBA highlights during the regular season. That's why Sean Marks got into basketball. He ended up being an NBA player. He's now the GM of the, the Nets. It's like yeah. they, like that, that stuff works. Like the NFL doesn't really do that. They have like, oh, we have a London game. That England's kind of like yay, I guess about yeah. <laughs> but basketball's everywhere. I mean, you get and, you get NBA players coming from everywhere. Yeah, and I think uh, David Stern did a great job with it. Now Adam Silver is continuing to let the game of basketball grow as technology grows as well. You see, with I think the MLB is like uh, putting copyright infringements on anyone who posts like MLB vines or something. I'm not sure if they took yeah, it off um, or not. I, NFL doesn't is stingy with the highlight videos too. Right, and you know what Adam Silver said about it? It's great for the Just, game. It's good exposure. Yeah, it is. He's right. I mean, it's yeah. like really. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, oh, I I can watch the free Dawkins vids. I don't need League Pass. Like, I still <laughs> want to watch the games. If yeah. anything, I get more excited. Yeah. I watch Steph Curry do like insane stuff. And I don't know what, like, these other leagues are thinking. Like, I don't watch, like, uh, an eight-minute highlight of Steph Curry hitting threes. That's no. probably, like, a half for him now, by the way. He yeah. probably hits that, that that in one half. But I don't watch that and then go, like, well, I don't need to watch this guy anymore. I watch that and I'm like, I, when, is, when is he playing next? I want exactly. to tune into this. Exactly. And, like, why do, so you see, smart. why do you see Bleacher Report, like, getting millions of Vine loops and – you see Blake Griffin dunks getting millions of vine loops and monster blocks. You know why? Because people love watching that. And people will watch the games because they see that highlight and they want to see it live. You know what I mean? Yes. So, it's just smart. Adam Silver endorsed gambling, basically, over, yeah. the, over the summer, too. And I was – that, too, I was like, yeah, I'm not mad. That makes so much sense. Let people gamble. It's, we're adults. We can choose if we want to gamble. Yeah, it's, it's legal under the U.S. Constitution. You know, like I don't know why it's so illegal. I'd really like to like the only gambling I could do is FanDuel. It sucks. Yeah, I yeah. don't like I don't like FanDuel gambling. I'd much rather, and like I know you could do like Bavada or whatever. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I I, I know people that know how to gamble in the U.S. <laughs> uh, I won't name names. The feds don't don't waste your time calling me. I'm not giving up anybody. <laughs> but uh, just make it legal. Like who cares? Like yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's stupid that FanDuel is trying to prove that it's not gambling because it totally is. But I think it's stupider that it's illegal at all. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's just so know, much like semantics. Yeah, there really is. There really is. And I mean, Adam Silver really just going out and just being like, "Yeah, hey, whatever. Do we do you, man? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, as long as you're exactly. watching, as you're watching the NBA, 
and you're spending money somehow on the NBA, I'm totally cool with that. This is a very like NBA love pod right now. Yeah. I we think love maybe, maybe we can get Adam Silver on here now. He does podcasts. Yeah. I mean, time out with Ty. The feds are watching. So why isn't Adam <laughs> Silver on here? <laughs> I really hope I don't get any calls about that. <laughs> um, would you trade uh, Ja for anyone on the Bucks one for one right now? Dude, this is not a fair. I'm Greek. I know. <laughs> I know. Of course. Of course I would trade Ja for Giannis Atentacumbo. Of course. <laughs> would you trade him for Dubai? <sighs> and I'm, I love Jabari. I'm a Duke. I'm a Duke guy, by the way. I don't oh, know yeah, you're a Dukey. Uh, yeah, is that going to spit me some hate? But I love Jabari. Oh, I think I'd take my chances with Jaleel, though. Uh, Jaleel's been healthy. I mean, I'm not knocking Jabari. Like Jabari, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a fair criticism. Yeah, he's gonna be a great player. I, me personally, I'd rather take my chances with Jaleel. I would, I would, I don't think I'd uh, swap them. I, I would not swap anybody for for Ja. Well, I would. I mean, I would, I would swap Tyler Ennis for Ja, but I, I wouldn't swap any of the big three for Ja. Not, I don't think. not even MCW. I would swap MCW <laughs> for Ja. Yes, he's out tonight, by the way. Yeah. So is Ja. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe there's a trade going down. Yeah, that's what it is, dude. Exactly. What they it is. they do a post deadline trade, very rare. <laughs> if you find all the Dragon Balls, this is in the CBA. If you read it, if you find all the yeah. Dragon Balls, you can do one post deadline deal. So yeah, and also if you find a leprechaun wearing a pink hat, singing a song dedicated to David Stern in an '80s rock voice, then you get LeBron to come back to your city, even though you're the worst basketball town ever. Exactly. And you get Andrew Wiggins the same year. <laughs> that was such a uh, – I hated Cleveland so much that year because I wanted that number one pick so bad. I'm a big I'm a big believer that the lottery is actually a big conspiracy. Because, really? <laughs> because, uh, I mean, the year it started, the New York Knicks were, like, down in the dumps and they needed they needed that one big star. Who'd they end up with first year of the lottery? Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Bam. Oh, what's wrong? The NBA needs to sell the New Orleans Hornets? Or the, uh, yeah, New Orleans Hornets. Oh, okay. They were that. Charlotte, the Charlotte Bobcats uh, had the worst, had, how many wins they have in that lockout year? Six, seven wins? Six wins? Something like Nine that. Nine wins? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's give the Hornets Anthony Davis. Why not? We'll, oh, give, we'll, so... give, we'll give the Bobcats Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Nice. <laughs> I just hit Sim Lottery for the second time on Tankathon. Yeah. Nuggets got the first pick. Sixers got the second. Bucks got the third pick. I'm okay with this universe. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even terribly mad about that universe. I'm, I'm all right with that. Because I know the yeah. Nuggets will mess something up. I mean, if you get Brandon Ingram <laughs> or Ben Simmons, you're happy. I mean, I don't even know what the third pick is. Actually, I don't even know if I'm happy. I don't want Dragon Vendor. Yeah, I don't. Dude, the third pick is not. There's no consensus, consensus third pick right now. I want the Bucks to be like a nine and take Denzel Valentine. I am swooning over Denzel Valentine right now. That is my dude. But are you really going to go after another Michigan State guy? After Why not? Rashad Vaughn? Rashad Vaughn? No, he was UNLV. Oh, I was way He's off on that. UNLV, yeah, complete <laughs> opposite sides. Not the, even most re- the most recent Michigan State guy that I can think of was uh, Draymond. Yeah. And Denzel yeah. reminds me of Draymond because he's not the right size for what he does. Right. Yeah. I, I think Denzel's a pure point guard through and through. He's averaging like 
nineteen six and six right now. He's this is sacrilege, and I know it's sacrilege. <laughs> he's he's young magic. Who magic also magic. went to also went to Michigan yeah, State. Right. Also went to Michigan State, by the way. I think he went to UNLV actually. I think you mixed that up. Magic? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. Magic went to UNLV. Magic Magic and Rashad Vaughn. I mix those two up a lot, so Yeah, I mean the way they play. Rashad's <laughs> made at least two layups this season, so <laughs> I'm just gonna hit Sim Lottery one more time. This is Let's do it. Me. Let's do it. Do the has have the Sixers ended up with the Lakers pick at all? Yeah, they did that last one, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they just did this yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, the box got the first pick in this one. Oh, that's that's what's gonna happen. I'm predicting it. Box There's only a two two point eight percent chance. This is a really good draft for you guys. Let's hear it. Bucks, Sixers, Suns, Sixers. Oh yeah, I I, I could live with that. I could and live. Then, with... it, th- then it was the Brooklyn pick. Imagine if you had that one too. <laughs> but no jaw. I don't know. I think I'd take uh, a core of Jaw, Brandon Ingram, and like I don't know. Jamal Murray or Buddy Heald or something like that. Like nah, I'll be you're, getting, you're getting Dragon for sure. Everyone wants the next Kristaps. I do not want Dragon. That we have like five thousand big men overseas somehow. Dario Saric. I don't even think he's ever gonna. I <laughs> he's not real to me until he comes. I still don't yeah. believe he's a real I, guy. Listen, man, he's real and he's not real good. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't I don't I don't buy. It. If he comes over and he's good, that's just unfair. Nah, yeah, I he's people get hyped over him because he's six nine, six ten, and he could pass. Like he's got that magic esque passing. I mean, he's a power forward. He's not a point guard. He's well, we're just comparing everybody to everyone magic. Is, today. Everyone is Magic Johnson. <laughs> I I played knockout earlier. I passed like Magic Johnson. Magic. <laughs> the Sixers are gonna have to trade some picks this year, aren't they? Do you, I don't think you'll have enough roster spots. Yeah, you know what? I've been. I've, the beginning of the year, <laughs> after that 18-game losing streak, I was just like, ah, whatever, just cut whoever you want and just keep all four first-round picks if you get them. And then, <laughs> and then uh, I think they have two remaining second-round picks. Because uh, they traded two for Ish Smith, but I'm not sure what years. One of them they gave up one. No, they gave up two second-rounders. One was uh, this year and then a future one as well. Uh, a future one might never even happen. but Yeah. I'm just pulling up their hoops hype right now to see how many contracts they'll have on the books for next season. Yeah, I mean the books don't really matter right now for the Sixers. They no, can, I mean they can they can eat they whatever can. they need to eat. Yeah, I think Kendall Marshall out of outside of the guys that were first round picks, I think Kendall Marshall has the biggest contract. Can we talk about the the almost T dot Kendall Marshall swap T dot <laughs> for K butter? Why like, did the Sixers say no to that? I don't get it. Like I, you guys don't even like Kendall Marshall. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know why that trade was proposed for. Like, would it make that much of a difference? Like, would it make that much of a difference? No, trade it was like the, the least, the least impactful trade possible. Yeah. It's like, like, is that yeah. is that how bad the Bucks wanted to do something? They were like, ah, uh, ah, uh, Tyler Ennis for Kendall Marshall. Who says no? And the Sixers were like, the Sixers were like, we don't even care enough to think about if it's a good deal. Yeah, like, you give us your point guard that never plays, and we'll give you our point guard that never plays. So we got a deal. Oh wow, you guys are giving Javale and Jared Wallace twenty-two million dollars this year. Yeah, yeah. I think those are done this year, though. I think the, I'm pretty sure those. Yeah, are done it's this it's year. all. Yeah, so I'm alright. Yeah, that was part of the salary dumps. Oh no, they'll they'll be able to pick up guys. Furkan Aldemir's out after. Oh no, he's been gone. They're just paying him. 
Yeah, they're they're still paying him. They, yeah. Okay, poor. here's here are the players guaranteed for next year: Connor Landry, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, Ja, Maryland's Noel, Nick Rocks, Rashawn Holmes, and Rocco. Isaiah Cannon is qualified. Oh, and Jeremy Grant. Okay. Isaiah Isaiah Cannon's qualifying offer, and then there's team options on T.J. McConnell, Hollis Thompson, Kendall Marshall. So See, they could they could probably just t- pay, take a bunch of guys and keep them. Yeah, I mean, ah, T.J. McConnell's interesting. Like, he's he's been good this year, but I, I don't know. You, you think he's going to be good enough to stick around on a team that's trying to make a playoff run in the future? I don't know about that. See, like. Is it worth it keeping him around right now instead of giving that shot to maybe that draft pick that you could keep and take a shot in the dark with? He is like stupid cheap. It's like eight hundred k. Right. It, it's weird. I mean, they'll they'll probably end up picking it up. Uh, probably Hollis Thompson as well. They but, could just pick him up and like throw him to like Golden State for like a second round pick. Yeah, Golden I mean, State like, loves taking our random players. They do, and they love guys who will cost eight hundred k for the next three years when they have exactly. to sign. They have to sign Curry in two years, and plus they're getting Durant in the off season, so that'll probably restrict. <laughs> if that happens, they just like shut down the NBA. Like, I, th- I don't think. Like, right, go home. I'm pretty sure NBA two uh, K would be like, all right, we just can't make this game until this team starts to falter. Like we just can't. <laughs> did, did you see this talk today about? Uh, extending the three-point line because of Curry? You know what? This is where, like, I get it. Like, he's dominant enough to, like, change the game, and there's going to be guys who are going to start be, start hitting half-court shots and, like, almost on a regular basis like he does. But, nah, how how far do you go, man? Like, eventually yeah, that, people are going to start. Far. Yeah, like, I, I remember a couple, I think before last season, there was talks about not – any serious talks, but someone brought up a four-point line, like a deep, yeah, that's, a deep that's, serious four points. Like, come on, man! Like, that's dumb. It's why why reward half-court heaves anymore yeah, than you already do. Exactly. Like you're um, you're turning into an arcade game. Like, yeah. I, here's the thing. First off, I think it's dumb to change the rule because of him. Because I don't know. I mean, three of the key was kind of the same thing, but I mean, I don't know. Curry's not just like a really big dude. He's just really skilled. Here's the other thing: if they move it back. Now he'll be the only one able to make threes. Right. Like you, people aren't thinking like he's not going to stop shooting if he has to shoot from the logo every time. He can still make those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like as good as he is now, how much more valuable is he if he's like the only guy now that can shoot three pointers? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're just going to make him unstoppable. Like it's not smart to do. I I don't think they should move the three point line at all. I saw someone someone else realize that and they were like. Maybe we should move it in. Like, no, definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Every game will be like 150 to 120. It's yeah. just leave it. I mean, they're good. It happens. He's a yeah. generational talent. Like, really? you can't yeah. change one rule every time. There's a really good player. Yeah, and like my heart's saying, like, ah, just get up out on him and defend him better. No, there's no. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't but I mean, that's that's what happens. That's what happens yeah. when you're really good. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't just neuter everyone. Like, nope, he's too good. Shut him down. Like, this isn't a video game, like, with overpowered guns. It's just a guy who's really, really good at shooting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, ah, uh, it's so, it's, it's unfair. Did you watch the OKC Thunder game? Or not Thunder, the OKC uh, Golden State game from, like, two nights ago now? Yeah, so I was, I was working 
I'm, oh. I'm, oh. a, I'm a server, but thankfully I'm a server at a sports bar. Oh so, God. So I got to, I got to catch a uh, glimpses here or there and just like seeing, like, I'm a big believer. Like if there's going to be any team to knock out golden state, it's going to be OKC in the West. Like that was hundred percent agree. Yeah. That was my, that was my thing all season. Like seeing that where they were up like 17 at one point or something like that. Yeah. It looked over and Curry was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, there we go. Like they're contenders. Like we don't have to worry about this team anymore. Like they're contenders. They can contend. And then just, ah, this, this golden state team is not like fair. Like you, they should throw out every stat book this year because Golden State just owns the world. Oh my! Did you see this game winner? Yeah, That's, it's a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The, the thing about that shot that I didn't realize right away, I I, I watched it like six hundred times because of course there was like <laughs> there was three seconds on the clock when he shot that. Like maybe even more. Like he could have went up more. That's the shot he wanted. Yeah. That's so unbelievably just dumb. He's just like, yeah, you know what? I, what was it, like 34.5 feet? I, it was something like super far. It might have been 37 point something. It was super far out. Like he just, Curry, he, he, he nailed it. Yeah, he like pulls up. Like his form doesn't change. Like his, like no. it's, he's not like heaving it. Like he's like taking a jump shot. Like, yeah, that's his shot. And like, he knew he made it right away. So did everyone else. Yeah, like once that – once the ball leaves his hand, like, for, let's, like, respect how ridiculous that is to know that a shot's going in from 35 feet. Like, you know that, you know that shot's going in. It's, it's to the point where I'm legit surprised when he misses a heat check shot. Yeah, exactly. Like, when he, when he pulls up, like, with, like, 22 seconds left on the shot clock and just pulls, I'm just like, well, that's a make. Just throw those points down right away. Just chalk that up. And he misses, and you're like, that's a thing? Yeah, that's, a, that's not possible. Like, <laughs> I think uh, – I don't know if this is still true, but earlier in the pre-All-Star break, his worst shooting percentage from three is was an open corner three. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> I that think was, I, it's it's too close for him. Yeah, it's weird. That was his worst percentage. Like an open corner three, supposed to be the easiest three, and this guy's out here hitting half court shots like it's nobody's business. His uh his percentage on like on long threes, like whatever, what it's like thirty some feet and farther. He shoots such a high percentage on those. It would be statistically smarter for defenses to let him do a layup. <laughs> that's that's how, not. How, how dumb is that? Like that's that's dumb. I don't think they should change the rule. I think that's just stupid. Yeah. But that, that's so dumb. It's dumb how great he is. Yeah, I agree. And listen, I'm not a Curry hater, but I'm gonna be cheering for OKC to knock him out. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I like. I, I really. It's weird. I, I like the Warriors, and usually I hate good teams. Yeah, it's like an envious thing. Like you guys are just too good. Someone needs to stop this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I think if I if I want someone to beat them, it's like the Spurs. Yeah, I mean the Spurs machine I could tolerate, but like Kawhi just somehow holds Steph to human numbers, or Greg Popovich like using some wizard wizardry to make Curry shoot left-handed all game or something. I don't know. If Pop's gonna, I mean Pop will probably hack Iggy a couple times just to spice up the games. Yeah, I think uh. If anybody could take down that Golden State offense strategically, it's definitely Pop. Obviously, he's 
probably the best coach post Phil Jackson of our generation. If um, if, well, first of all, being honest, I give Pop best of all time. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue it. Like, I mean, I think I'm if it, imagine Pop with MJ, like, yeah, I mean, no no disrespect to the Admiral and Tim Duncan, they're both great players, but like the level of success Pop achieved with those guys is unprecedented, and they're not MJ, like. And one of one of Pop's core pieces was a second rounder, Manu Ginobili. Like, yeah, you know, it, it takes like great these, coaching. These random European dudes and <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, who got traded on draft day, he was not at all a sure thing, and it's it's remarkable what they've done there. What what was I about to say though? What were you just talking about? The playoffs? Uh, Steph Curry, Golden State being too good, me rooting against them. Yeah, I don't. I just I I find them. I I hate Clay Thompson. Yeah, me too. I, don't, I really, I really don't like Clay Thompson. I like Draymond Green. I like Steph though. I think I just hate Clay Thompson's face. Like you know. Yeah, what I mean? it's a very hateable face for sure. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought just thinking about Pop and and all them. I don't know. The Warriors are really, really good. I guess that's the the gist. People are like, I I don't like Adam McGee's one of them. I'll just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sneak this. I'll just say it. He always he's always <laughs> like I'm so mad at people talking about the Warriors. And it's like, well, I mean, they're too good to not talk about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, just the truth. That was like the Sixers in the beginning of the season. Like, they're too bad not to talk about. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, uh, the Warriors was too good then, too. Yeah. But it's yeah. Like whenever, sure. like, I'm, I'm pretty much known by now as, like, the NBA guy in my group of friends because I'm always writing or doing podcasts or whatever. I think it's you're like, an NBA guy. You should be considered an NBA guy from people on Twitter, man. You put out great stuff all the time. So thank you, I appreciate that. You should just be considered like a dope person to follow on Twitter. I should be like, if you ever want like weird tweets about the Oscars, like just follow me. You know, I have uh, I have more Demi Hub articles coming. By the way, I promise. I'm excited, dude. I'm I got excited. Some stuff. I've been so busy, but I I've been I've been saying this. I'm like I want to write like two different I've, things there. It's all right, man. I understand. I understand. We got I'll, I'll, you're I'll, doing two podcasts a week now, man. All right, like that's just this week, it. by the way. It's just <laughs> no, this week. no, it's it, it's a regular thing now. Don't worry. That uh, I'll die. I'll really die. <laughs> um, if I can, if I can, like, just not do school and just get paid like full time money to do put, I'll do I'll do a podcast a day. I can do that. That's fine. Are you I'm listening? Cool. Are you listening, Bill Simmons? <laughs> Hire me anyway. Um. Now you complimented me. I got like, oh, um, the first thing that like non NBA like heads, I guess, will will talk to me about invariably, is they'll they'll like try some like weak bucks small talk. Like, how about that Giannis? It's like just don't do that. Just don't, <laughs> just don't, don't do that. Don't be that guy. But after they give up on trying to pronounce Giannis Antetokounmpo, they'll come up to me and say like, is Steph Curry real? And I'll be like, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense to anyone. Like everyone wants to talk about the Warriors. Like even people yeah. who don't follow the NBA, everyone wants to talk about the Warriors. And it makes sense. They might be the best regular season team ever. Yeah. Of course people want to talk about them. You have to deal with that. They, I think they are. They are at this point. Like they, even if they don't get that record, man, like I, st- I st- like this is incredible. Like offensively, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think the NBA has seen anything like this. Like no. Insane. You know what the you know what the, Steph leads the league in points per game. It's not too close. He plays uh, under thirty four minutes per game. Yeah, and yeah. which is that's why that's so smart. I wrote about this today for the Bucks. Like you can't play guys thirty eight minutes per game anymore. It's not it's not feasible. It's not smart. Yeah, I mean, there's look at LeBron, man. 
Guy, I mean, the guy's getting up there now, but forty. he played 40 minutes, I think, in Toronto, had to sit out the next game against Washington. It's, it's, it's too much. Up. It's, well, it's, I'll always point to that as the reason James Harden collapsed in the playoffs. He played too much. I, you know what? I agree, and I'm a huge Harden and Rockets supporter. I'm not a fan of him, but I, I always root for him. Yeah, I do but, too. Like, it's too yeah, much, though. They ask him to agree, do way yeah. too much. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, ah, oh, come on, like, MJ did it. Like, I, even if he did do it, like that's MJ. Like, it's 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 a whole different era. I mean, yeah. like teams weren't as smart, and the league wasn't as deep. Like, there are better bench players now. Yeah, I I would agree. The league is a lot deeper now. A who lot. do you think? Who do you think the two smartest NBA teams are? I mean, I'd have to I I think it's a kind of easy answer. Golden State, obviously. Yes, and San Antonio. Exactly. Those are the two teams that are contending. Yeah. So pretty much out of like the group of five, those are the only two of them who don't have any players in the top 20 for minutes per game or total minutes played this season. It, it's, it is smart. And you know what? Remember Popovich was getting all that stink for venture players. You know? Oh, yeah. He's done, that. He's done that forever. This isn't new for him. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been smart forever, though. And, you know, fans got upset. David Stern was thinking about stepping in. But, like, come on. Like, No. Like you can't it's, step into that. I mean, it's it's smart. Look how like Tim Duncan was really good last season in a seven game series all the way through. He's a he's a forty year old man. <laughs> yeah, he he had one leg, but he had so much juice left because him and Pop worked together on this. It's like Tim wants to play more. Yeah, like, don't get it twisted. He's an NBA great. Like he wants to play, but Pop is like, no, you're not going to. Like this game doesn't matter. We're gonna be right. a top two seed. And we're going to be just fine. Kawhi can play some more. But, again, Kawhi's not in the top 20 either. Yeah. Like, not even Kawhi plays, like, 38 minutes per game. And, I, honestly, if I'm an NBA player, I'm out there like a fringe player, I'm looking towards San Antonio, not only for not only for them to develop me into a good player, a solid NBA player, but longevity too. Like, Tim Duncan looks like he could play three more years. Yeah. He you might know? not be done after this year. Yeah, like the guy, the guy's career has been the prime example of why Popovich is one of the best ever at what he does. He, yeah, it goes it goes beyond just coaching. Yeah, it's and it's not even a season to season thing. You got to think about your team and your players and their careers in the long term. And credit, I mean, like you're not going to get a guy like Tim Duncan who stays with the same team for 20 years. But you know, no, but they, I mean, they keep players as long as they want to. Yeah, yeah. When's the, when's the last time like a great player? Was like no Spurs, I am leaving. Yeah, like if, if someone leaves San Antonio, the Spurs are like, we no longer need you. Yeah, and I think that's like I'm exactly why I would do the same thing if I were Lamarcus Aldridge last offseason. Oh yeah, I would. I still don't know if he's fitting in perfectly there. Yeah, but, yeah. It, I mean, absolutely, I'd go to the Spurs, of course. Yeah, it seems like the perfect situation for any NBA player trying to have a great career and maybe even win a ring. You know, if yeah, once the Spurs get tidy, you go to Atlanta. Atlanta is the Florida of the Spurs. <laughs> all right, all right, all You did well, but uh, you're too expensive. You're going to Atlanta. And Tiago's yeah. like, okay, that's a good place to retire. That's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, bud. You you're going. You you have too much acclaim now to be an assistant coach anymore. We're sending you to Atlanta. Okay. So how about let's go to the flip side of that? How about the two teams that you would consider the dumbest? contending wise when it comes to minutes Cleveland like, and OKC I, I have no disagreement at all <laughs> Cleveland number one I mean Cleveland it's it's so 
like just all the evidence mounting up that LeBron runs the show there, it's not good. Yeah. It's really it's I mean a lot of people hated the Miami Heat the Heatles and for fairly good reasons. They were way too pop they were pompous dicks a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's not, I, I like all three of the, the Heatles, but I mean they're they're not one, not two, whatever. It's it was too much, but I mean they were happy, they were excited. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not I don't think they're bad guys. I, I really I went overboard when I called them pompous dicks, but <laughs> they, they 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 were they rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I understand why. Yeah, I mean, they were like, they were great because they kept him in line. Yeah, like they they like Spostra and Pat Riley. They they don't let players determine these things. I would say more, not more how it works. More Pat Riley. I would definitely more Pat Riley, but Spo definitely has a role. I think Spo's an underrated good coach. Yeah, I, I I'm not taking any credit away from him, but like Pat Riley, yeah, man, definitely more Pat Riley. It's his team. It's his show. Like I don't care who you are. Like that's what's gonna happen. And LeBron leaves, goes to Cleveland. Oh, we'll take it back. You can do whatever. Like basically, like if I'm Cleveland, like do whatever you want. Just come back here, please. You know what I mean? Make us relevant again. <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I might write this soon. He's kind of like ruining that franchise long term. It's like, uh, I, yeah. I mean, kind of in a way. I mean, they, yeah. they, they're, they're going to have no draft picks after he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. I mean, the trades and the moves that have been made, like, they're typical LeBron moves, like picking up Richard Jefferson and guys like that, you know? Like, those are LeBron moves. Those are LeBron-centric moves. If if he uh, if he signs a, a super max deal when the cap's the highest, the five-year max, he could get, like, five years, like, $200 million or something. Yeah. Could you imagine if they actually give him that? I'm honestly at this point with with Kevin Love not really shaping out I mean I'm a Kevin Love guy but uh, what I see from the little Cavs tw- Twitter I follow uh, it seems like a lot of people want Love out or he was kind of like the jaw of Cleveland where they wanted to trade Love and um, I, I think LeBron's going to end up getting that huge deal and it's going to end up being Kobe-esque by the end of his career oh it's going to be worse Yeah, I mean, I mean he'll he'll be making like I, I, this is a while since I looked at this, but like his last year, it'll be like forty some million, and he'll be like thirty nine. Like, wow. okay, that's that's just and and the cap won't keep going up forever. That's another one of those things people might not know about. Yeah. It's projected to actually kind of go down after the big twenty eighteen nineteen year. And this is why uh, just dishing out money isn't smart either. Because no, it's never the, the Ennis Cantor deal is bad in any cap. Like I don't yeah. care. It's not a good contract. The same <laughs> with Tristan like- Thompson. Yeah, yeah. In four or five years, though, the, you, we'll see in the next two off seasons, we'll be seeing these monster contracts. And four or five years comes along, we have like guys that aren't even on the court anymore getting paid. It's like a Gilbert Arenas. It's going to be like tons yeah. of Gilbert Arenas's. I mean, it's it hurts the Bucks right now, like significantly in free agency. That Larry Sanders costs them five point two million for the next three years. Yeah. So, so it, imagine, like, yeah, like Ennis Cantor costing the Thunder $22 million or whatever in, in three years if he's not even playing. That's, that hurts you so much. Yeah, it does. A quick question. I, I don't know if you guys touched on this on some previous pods, but the report about Larry Sanders coming back, what do you think yeah. about that? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't have any ill will toward Larry Sanders. Um, this wasn't like a D fish on the jazz. Like, he, like, connived his way out of Milwaukee. Right. He he didn't he had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of a lot of uh, uh troubles and stuff. He he didn't want to play anymore. They got the buyout. He took less than was technically owed to him, which 
Some people say, yeah, he should have gotten nothing because he's not playing. But, I mean, the Bucks signed the contract. That's, yeah. that's on them. They, they split it in the middle. Everything was fine. Um, he's only said good things about Milwaukee. There's, there, I don't think it'd be weird to bring him back on the team. I don't really want that. But if he wants to go to, like, Dallas or some Western Conference team and make a comeback, good for him. I hope he does well. I, I agree. I mean, the guy left. People don't realize it. You, you're not just an athlete. You're, you're a person, too. And that's yeah. a big thing people forget. And Larry Sanders did the right thing. I mean, he informed his team. It's not like, like, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but it's not. He, like, didn't drop a huge bomb where he was like, ah, I hate this. And he didn't make a huge scene, you know. He did his thing, had to do his personal stuff, and hopefully we'll get to see him back on the court soon because I think he's a pretty good NBA player. But Oh, I mean, he was uh, all defensive something, I think, or something yeah. like that. A little, a little, he's like a, a finalist for D, defensive player of the year. He's got talent. It, and, and it sucks. I mean, like, I would never – say if I'm in that situation, I'd do something differently. But it does suck because the guy had a lot of promise and for him to pretty much take away, like, what is it now, two years of prime basketball from himself? Yeah, he left around the early, middle last season, so at least yeah. a year and a half. Okay. So, yeah, like, it, it kind of sucks for basketball fans, but, you know, the guy's got to do what he's got to do. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't – be if I was a Milwaukee fan, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back. He's a great guy, like you said, like for all the reasons you just pointed oh, out. Yeah. It's just not really. I mean, they have Henson to a big deal. They still yeah. have to get rid of Monroe's contract. They just don't. There's, it's not a good fit team wise. Yeah. Um, I, it would be nice if they could bring. I think it'd be a cool story, but they, there's, it just doesn't fit with the long term salaries of the team. But yeah, yeah I mean, so- if I, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go go ahead. Uh, finish your thought. He always ends up in Dallas on 2K for me because he's, he's still in the free agent pool. Dallas needs a center after Zaza. It makes sense. You want to go to Dallas, go to Dallas, Larry. I, that's fine. Don't don't go to, like, Chicago. <laughs> so what I was going to ask you right now is I've been on this pod two times, and you've never talked Johnny O. I want to oh, hear I never talked Johnny, Johnny O to you. No. Come on. Oh, my, my jersey's over on my bed right now. I do own the Johnny O. Bryant jersey. Give me, give me some Johnny O. Why, what's your infatuation with him? I mean, it's here's the thing: is like I hated Johnny O'Brien last year. I really <laughs> hated Johnny O'Brien, which was unfair. It was, I mean, everyone did. Like it wasn't just me. Like everyone hated this guy, and because he's a second round pick, I think he went like thirty six overall, and he 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 was he dropped in the draft because he had a broken foot, right? So he was battling that his rookie year, and he missed a lot of games. He gets healthy the first NBA game for Johnny O. Mind you, second round pick, broken foot. He starts. They start him. <laughs> and it's like, first of all, that's a terrible idea. Like, it's a really stupid idea. Like, he hasn't even really gotten to practice. He was on a broken foot. And he, he sucks. It's uh, unsurprisingly, he's bad. And it's like, yeah, of course he is. Not like you look back now, you're like, yeah, he's a, a second round pick who just came off a broken foot. He's not good enough to start in the NBA. Surprise, surprise. And and but everyone like just everyone hated him. And yeah. like he got hit and he was bad the whole season. He got hated on all year. And in the summer this workout tape drops. And he's just working out like a freaking maniac, just nailing jumpers, running all over. The music is dope. And you're just watching that like, my God, like this guy like got nothing but just like pooped on by like Twitter and like I don't know, I don't know if like I want to say the media. I don't know if he he made enough waves for quote unquote the <laughs> yeah. media. Like I don't, I don't think Zach Lowe was bringing up Johnny O'Brien or anything, but, um, but he's just working his tail off, even though he got like nothing but hate, and he comes in this season, 
and he's much better. Uh, for a while, he was the best player in uh, terms of team on off. The the Bucks were the best with him on the floor for like the first half of the season. Because <laughs> he only makes good decisions, Georgie. He only makes good decisions. It is hard to get Johnny O'Brien to shoot the basketball. He always wants to pass. He has to be wide open. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly the kind of player I am in pickup basketball. So I think I would love Johnny O'Brien on the Sixers. Yeah, he, he literally he'd fit on any team because first off he costs seven hundred and like fifty k, which yeah. is nothing in NBA dollars. If if he's on a team with like he's on a team with like okay to good players on the Bucks, like they're getting there, but they're not really there yet. He won't shoot now. Like imagine like Johnny O on like the Thunder, <laughs> like he would only pass, but he can he can make that jump shot. His jump shot looks better this season. And I mean, he just hustles super hard. It's like I'm I'm growing. My love for Miles Plumlee is growing too. I really like Miles Plumlee now. I I like guy like I like star players. Like I'm I'm Steph Curry on pickup. By the way, people hate me. <laughs> but I I I love the like the the role guys that just hustle because those are the guys that win you titles. Yeah, you need those guys. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, I just had to go through heartbreak when the Sixers just let go of Jakar Sampson. Oh, uh, uh, that was hard, for nothing. For nothing, nothing. We, me and Josh, pretty much dedicated the revival of the Flat Top podcast to uh, Jakar Sampson, and like just his teeth and his lap. It was, it was emotional. <laughs> it was emotional. I still have to listen to that. Just like I'm, I'm like it's starting not, like this this fan sided podcast revival. Everyone's yeah. got a pod now. It's not. I love it. It's not a. It, it, it's not a good. It's not a good listen. I'll be honest. We tried to do a live broadcast. Of oh the wow! Game. Really. During the game, and uh, well, it was rough, but we're we're back. We're gonna be back on track with regular pods, and we we did it for a little bit, and then we just kind of stopped it, uh, just because I I kind of left six or cents for like two weeks, and then for some reason that was the death of the flat top podcast. But uh, yeah, we're bringing it back, so maybe we'll compete with you, man. We'll have a crossover. I got enough people competing with me. Did you do you know uh you know Ben over at Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him, but yeah, I follow him on on Twitter definitely. He got freaking Jared Dudley on his podcast. That's see, like they started I, like a month ago. Oh my guys, come on, guys, yeah. guys, give me. I need Jared Dudley. Well, in six in Sixers world, the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast has been around. It's it's like it's the it's a, it's the Sixers podcast. So we have to like we're kind of like the second tier of them. They they've gotten San or uh, they've gotten Brett Brown on the Ooh. podcast they got nick stauskas so like they've got they've gotten some pretty uh they're part of sb nations liberty ballers yeah all, so, all the sb nation sites are just like consistently really good yeah they are and um yeah so we're we're kind of like the second tier we were trying to get uh pierre jackson on but Ooh. That never really worked out <laughs> i'm still i'm open to any nba player ever like i'm, I'm i was i tweeted yeah. jared like three times today i'm trying to low-key get jared dudley on here because he's such a good <laughs> podcast guest yeah but yeah i'm going after all sorts of people now i'm, I'm just gonna start i've already i'm active in dms dude if, if, you if, can get... if you're famous and you make the mistake of following me you'll hear from me <laughs> if you can get if you can get michael red on this podcast just let Ooh, me sit i in. should i should look into let me my, sit I, in. I like i like michael red me too. He honestly probably single-handedly destroyed the Sixers from like 2005 to 2007. It was ridiculous. I don't know if he wants – I summed up Michael Red's career in my 50 greatest Bucks of all time piece by writing 
like he always gave it his all, but it was almost never enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like it. It sounds bogus, but I think that's actually a really nice thing to say about someone. Like I don't what he, blame. What he had? I don't he had, blame he had Michael a, Red for them being bad. He had a what he had? He had ankle problems his whole career, right? Was that what it was? Um, I mean, yeah, he had injury stuff, but I mean, mostly it was like his teams were just always kind of booty. So it was just yeah. like, all right, Michael Red, just you know, just go get yours and. I mean, he put fans in the seats for it. It was fun to watch. He dropped like fifty six in a loss, or he has like the third highest points for a single player in a loss. They lost that game, which is so bucks. That's that's such a Michael Red stat. It is. It is. I I I do like Michael Red. It's hard. You're hard pressed to find a player who's like got like high in bucks history who I don't really like. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I love Kareem. I would do anything for a Kareem pod. But you gotta tell him, you gotta you gotta tell him to explain the uh, the fight, the Kent Benson knockout. Yeah, just be like, I have I so many things I need to ask Kareem about. It's like you you shouldn't even ask him about what led to it. Like just kind of ask him like what like caused him to like throw like what he did he threw a right was it a right or a yeah, left? Yeah, it was. I think it was a right. He just like slugged him. It could be a left. Yeah. I could be mistaken. It's like why. Why didn't you go for an uppercut or like a comp? You know what I mean. <laughs> why, why didn't you soften him up with a jab first? Kareem? Yeah, seriously. Like, give him a courtesy punch before you knock him out. Well, you know, Kent Benson was involved in like two of the most controversial things ever. What, what was this? This is gonna be like so out of your realm of caring, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. This is like my favorite, like Bucks, like sort of what if trivia lore things. This is even I like this even better than the the potential trade for Steph. Because that was never confirmed. Whereas this was this <laughs> absolutely happened. Kent Benson was only on the team. Like it was really weird. So the Bucks had Sven Nader. I don't know if you know who that is. No clue. He was a European. I, oh, I can never remember. Maybe Netherlands, but I could be wrong. Like that kind of Europe. Like a really good like rebounding center. Like a like a fourteen fourteen kind of guy. They had like middle not middle age but like mid twenties Sven Nader, who's a good center. And they had the first overall pick in this draft. They okay. deal they deal Sven to the I don't I don't remember what team some team for the third pick in the same draft. So they have the first pick and the third pick. Right. They take they took Kent Benson, the guy who Kareem knocked out with the first pick, and Marcus Johnson, who's a Bucks legend, one of the best Bucks ever. The Bucks should retire his number with the third pick. I believe Marcus said this. The Bucks like back then it was still kind of a uh, more racist time period in American history. Yeah. And the, the, the general thought is they, they wanted to take a white player first overall, hence the trade. The Bucks could have just kept Sweat Nader and drafted Marcus first and never had to do with Kent Benson and yeah. been like much better. Like they, they traded a guy away just so they could take a white guy first overall and still get the guy that they knew was good. It's like, why? <laughs> why did you just take Marcus? And Marcus and Sven, that's like a, a two of a big three right there. They could have been – I mean, they were still really good with Marcus. Don't get me wrong. They had Don Nelson. It was one of the best stretches in Bucks history. But, like, they could have had Sven Nader too, and they traded him for no reason. Just to get a white guy. Just to get a white guy. It's like, come nah. on. No one wants a white guy that bad in the NBA. That, that's kind of like a that's, – that's kind of like a pre-80s like, uh, – 
America, like example of America. Well, well, yeah, the 70s America right there. They were like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, we could just take the really talented forward and have him and Sven Nader. The whisper was that the guy they traded was white. They already had a white center, but they just wanted a first overall pick white center. Let's Let's trade a white guy for another white guy. So we can take the actual guy that's going to oh make God, our team it, good. It, it, it happened 20 years before I was born. It tears me up. Because <laughs> people like try to frame the trade to make it look better. Like, oh, no, they tweeted. They tra- uh, they tweeted. They <laughs> traded Sven Nader for Marcus Johnson. And that on its own is a really good trade. Like Marcus yeah. Johnson's great. But no, they didn't really. They traded Sven Nader so they could take Marcus <laughs> and get freaking Kent Benson who averaged like eight and six over his career. It's like, ah, I mean, it's kind of like a, like, yeah, let's make a mistake, but make a good mistake at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could have been worse. Like they could have like not got Marcus out of it. Like if Marcus went two in that draft, I forget. I, it. I, I just throw up. I throw up every day. If that's there that. would be, there would be no timeout with Ty. No, I would have. I would have just quit liking sports. I would have found. I would have gotten into sports, and like started writing for Behind the Bug Pass, and then found out about that moment and been like, I'm just too disgusted. <laughs> There's your random like you can like wow your friends with your yeah. NBA knowledge. Like I know so much about every team. Let me tell you about this Bucks controversial trade that went down around the draft. I don't know what is it now, forty some years ago. <laughs> yeah, like you guys want some knowledge. All right, forget about the presidential election. Let me tell you about Kent Benson. Oh man, let's <laughs> anything but the presidential election. Not here. Not, not here. here. No, not we're, here. we're keeping this sane. We're keeping this clean. We're not doing uh, it. Last second thoughts here. Just have you 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 heard the Kanye album? Yes, of course I did. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, you run Demi Hub, but I didn't want to assume, and then it'd be super awkward. You didn't listen to it for some reason. <laughs> I haven't heard it. Try to sell me on it. I'm not getting title, by the way. I'm never, ever getting title. And you don't have to get title. Just get, like, the 30-day trial, man. And then yeah, you- I might do that. Yeah, do the 30-day trial. But, all right, that's not my selling on you on uh, The Life of Pablo, though. Okay, so The Life of Pablo is the college dropout. Okay. Mixed with some My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is, okay. Like- it's amazing right now, right? Yeah, you got me so far. And this is where I'm I'm gonna like unsell you in a way. <laughs> this is where it doesn't take it to like best Kanye album ever. There's a little glimpse of Jesus in there, you know. Uh, like, like what like what Jesus like like, like, like blood the, on the leaves or like no, I am no, a god. No, 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 like nah nah I wouldn't even like I'm talking like guilt trip Jesus. That's like Oh no. Yeah, so like there's a little sprinkle of that, but honestly, The Life of Pablo is a great album. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of skits, you know, which yeah, gets yeah, he loves that. He like he likes yeah. that stuff. But like usually in the in the past, like and on college dropout and graduation, it made sense. This time, it just didn't. So, oh, he's were, losing it. He's losing yeah. it for sure. If you were to listen to some, all right, I'm going to give you my top three songs on the album that you have Go to listen it. to. I'm not okay. gonna count. I'm not gonna count real friends or no more parties in LA because they dropped early, so I'm pretty sure they're still on SoundCloud. But those 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 are two very good songs. But my top three, other than that, uh, definitely Ultralight Beam. Remember that? I, I keep hearing about that song. It's a good one. It's a good one. Do you like Chance the Rapper? I love Chance the Rapper. Good. He kills it. Completely destroys it. He's Ooh. amazing on it. And then 
Uh, two, Father Stretch My Hands, part one. Uh, you've probably seen it on a lot of vines. It's like if young Metro yeah. don't trust you, and then it's like that beautiful. It's Kid oh, Cudi. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid Cudi's in it, so of course it's going to be great. The Derek Rose of music again. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So <laughs> true. Yeah, father, so that's those are two, and third I would go with Waves, which was produced by Chance the Rapper, and oh, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, and Kanye, Kanye kills it. And there, there's a lot of other good songs like Famous and Feedback, FML. But the, those three I would, I would suggest you listen to first and then decide if you like the album because I think those represent the album the best. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'll let you know about it. Yeah. I know I said we were about to go. I just I don't play by the, the rules. Like I used to try to do the hour limit. I gave up on that. I have too much fun talking to people. Yeah, I mean, when you get into a conversation, like, it's just fun. It's, you know, yeah, like fun. in fun. my early days, I would actually like edit stuff down to do that. I don't know why I ever thought that was like, like people like there are like legitimate fans of this podcast. They reach out to me on Twitter, which is amazing. Please keep doing that. Because sometimes I wake up like, why do I like have conversations with my friends and put them online? Like, why? Why do I think people care? Like, sometimes <laughs> I wake up like this is like the dumbest thing. But then, like, invariably, someone will reach out. Like, I really like Time Out with Ty, and I'm amazed every time, first off. So thank you to everyone who's ever done that. You guys are amazing. I do it for you guys. And because I like talking a lot. I'm selfish. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I, I threw out the, the hour guideline, though. So we're, we're going to go over it. I, just deal with it. If you don't like it, you can turn it off. But don't. Just keep listening. It's not that bad. Yeah, we'll talk about some interesting stuff. I want to talk about Yeezus. Yeezus. Like, the actual album? The al- the album Yeezus. I've never gotten to talk about Yeezus on a podcast. All right, let's do it. I had – do you know what a hood pass is? A hood pass is kind of like a temporary – no, this is what a hood pass is to me in my friend group. It's like a okay. temporary – like are you talking like is this an actual thing or is this like a cultural thing that you're talking a cult- about? A cultural thing. It's not like right. a, a piece of – So like a cultural thing – a hood pass, like I have a hood pass I, in North Philly. I have a hood pass because I'm taking all these North Philly rappers and I'm writing about them. Like that gives me yes. a hood pass. Like yes, like if you have a connection to like the urban community, if you're not really from there, or if you are and you're just not like you're not like on the streets, basically. Yeah, yeah like I I got a hood pass. Like you know, I'm not gonna get like mugged in the streets because they'll be like, oh, that's the kid who writes about rappers. Like yeah, no, like you you have pass. like. Like you, you do something like to prove basically that you're not like just another like preppy kid. Exactly. Yeah. My number one, and I've, I've honestly, I've had a fair amount of hood pass moments in my life. I keep it real. People like that. But my, <laughs> my by far number one hood pass moment in life. I'm at the Nas concert in at Summerfest uh, like two summers ago, which that right there is kind of a hood pass that, moment because it's, it's Nas. But to take it even further, before he shows up, because of course you have to wait forever, because it's it's no assigned seats in Summerfest. Some of you may may already know that Georgie's not from Milwaukee, obviously doesn't know that Summerfest. Sorry. You you paid this fine, you pay to get in, and then you just like go wherever you want to go. Except there's a couple of pay stages, but Nas wasn't on one, so we stood there for like three hours before he came out, and there's like some rappers and stuff. But then like for I don't know like like. 20 or more minutes before it's just no one and there's just like a dj playing songs yeah and this was around the time when yeezus was still fairly new and blood on, blood on the leaves came on and it was just me 
and these two guys like in front of me and like to the side a little bit. And it was like mostly white people there. There's a lot of annoying people there, but it was just me and these other two people who were not white there. And well, I'm not white either. I'm not saying we're the only people who weren't white, there, yeah. but they, they, they were not. And everyone else was like singing along. So they would play like, we can't stop by Miley and people are like, ah! me and these two kids were the only ones who wrapped. I wrapped all of blood on the leaves. I was in such a good mood, ready to see Nas. <laughs> And I just like, I love that song. I love the beat. And I, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I killed it. I killed Blood on the Leaves that day. Yeah. I was and like, we, we, we shared a moment afterward where like, we just looked at each other like, yes, we yeah, appreciate Kanye. Ultimate, ultimate hood pass right there. My number one hood pass moment comes from a Kanye song on Yeezus. So I can never hate Yeezus as an album. Yeah. I really like some of the songs. I'm not, I'm not as hard of a critique on Yeezus as like, I, I think it's Kanye's worst album. But that's not that's not saying that's a bad album. I mean, like yeah. being that's like being uh, like the worst player on the Golden State Warriors. Like, does it really matter? Like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right. um, Leandro Barbosa is still pretty good. Yeah, like I'm. If I'm Leandro Barbosa, it's like whatever. Like, if I'm Jesus, the album, like, who cares, man? Like, Kanye made me. Like, <laughs> I think like, like if you just take off like four tracks, just like remove them from your library, then Jesus is like a really good album. Which pretty much takes the album to a whopping four tracks. Yeah, it, I mean, it does. It's, it's a short album. But it's like, really, it's like one of the most hit or miss albums of my life. Yeah. Uh, I, like, my, my best friend, he loves Jesus. Me, I'm okay with it. Like, if you're bumping Jesus in the... I think Josh, Josh Wilson had this tweet yesterday. Like, bumpability, Jesus is the number one uh, album, Kanye album. By bumpability. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, you got I mean New Slaves is a great song. Yeah. Black Skinhead, like those those Black kind of Skinhead. Songs, like those kind of songs you bump like loud. Like so that's what saves the album a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you got these awesome yeah. tracks that you could just bump in the car continuously. I think Blood on the Leaves might be my favorite Kanye song ever. Yeah, I mean that I really it's such a good up. song. You know what song I've been onto a late a lot lately? From college dropout, spaceship. Okay, I, I can't even recall spaceship off top. I, you want me to sing it? I can sing. I can sing the chorus. Sing it. Today. Yes. I've been working this grave shift, still ain't made bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma buy me a spaceship and fly away. It's it's a great I, song. I, I, I remember it now. I remember yeah. it. It is a good song. I think your version is better. I think so too. I. You know what? A lot of people call me the modern day Greek Kanye West. I've heard that. But, yeah, I've heard. You, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love doing podcasts. This stuff is just so fun. Is <laughs> we ended up talking about Mexican food on the Flat Top podcast? So at least oh, we're like now, now. I have to tune in. All right. So hard shell. First of all, hard shell or soft, soft, soft shell tacos. Which soft one? shell. What do you soft for? shell? Soft shell. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hard shell guy. Really, it's hard, like hard it's shell. just like it's making it hard to eat just to make it hard to eat. See, like I I completely that's what I think about soft shell. Like when I'm like folding up like the soft shell taco, like why is everything falling out? Like why? Like I need some stability, and that's what the hard shell taco gives me. You know, See, like I, it gives me stability I, in my food. But every time I bite into it, it just breaks and it falls all over my face. I'm not good at rolling burritos either. I was going to stop after just the word rolling, and I realized that kind of sounded like something you shouldn't <laughs> say, so I added burritos. 
I'm not good at rolling burritos. So what I do is like I'll literally just roll it up into a tube and then just angle it so it can only fall into my mouth and then just continuously eat the burrito. It's really like I can't I can't like eat burritos if girls are around. I can't do it. So it's like an oversized taquito kind of. Like you ever eat a taquito? It's, it's really it, yeah, it's like a temporary trough of Mexican food to my mouth. It's really <laughs> when I turn burritos into it, it's just like look, this can't go wrong now. Even if it falls apart, it all gets in my face anyway. I don't care. So, but Josh is from upstate New York, and he claims that there's not a lot of Mexican places. So when he 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 went to a Temple University in Philadelphia for a semester uh, with me, and like he's like, that's the first time I really had Mexican food, like Chipotle or Cadoba, which isn't even real Mexican food. So okay, wait. First off, first off, which of those places is better? Cadoba. Absolutely, Cadoba. I don't like Chipotle. Thank that you. Much. Thank I really you. don't like Thank Chipotle you. that much. I was so worried, man. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the minority <laughs> when it comes to this. Like, we, we are, we, we both are. People like Chipotle is the popular one, but it's not as good. It's no, too it's spicy. Not as good. And plus, free guac, like at at Cadoba, like, come on, like, I'm not even a guac guy. But if I were, like, yeah, like that'd be enough to get me to just eat Cadoba my whole life. Cadoba chips are bomb AF too. Like they yeah, have a hint of lime. They're so good. Oh yeah, my! I always, uh, I always say I'm like, all right, I'm on a budget. I'll just get a burrito. I get in there. I see the pilot ships. I see the queso. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I don't. I don't need to eat tomorrow. Give me the queso and chips now. I just won't <laughs> eat tomorrow. It's fine. I have old ramen at home. It'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, the 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 question. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. He had. No, that was a good rant because it's relevant. So this is he's he's claiming that a soft shell taco, which he he's a soft shell guy too. He is claiming that a soft shell taco is the same thing as a burrito. And I told him, in theory, yes, but no, not at all. Like, Oh, see, because, but I, was, I was thinking burrito when I was talking about a soft shell taco. So now, you know what? A soft shell taco is like a smaller burrito. So like you get like two like little tortillas, right? On a yeah. soft shell taco. Yeah, yeah. You can't really roll them up like into a full out burrito. No, yeah. Those are where you're just supposed to like hold up the sides, right? The tacos. The soft shell tacos, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I, I just go burrito every time. Yeah. So like, okay. So he's trying to tell me that a soft shell taco and a burrito are the same thing, but like no, you there's, said, there's, like a, there's a difference. A burrito is a lot more enjoyable to eat. It makes I so much more. It's like the the smartest food. Burritos and pizza are first off yeah. the like epitome of American laziness. Yeah, but it's the most convenient food because when you're done with it, it's just gone and it's no mess. It's like okay, what, it's over now. What are your opinions on calzones? Because I, I know a lot of people are not fans of calzones, but I, I personally enjoy them. I like them, but I mean, I, they, for some reason, like I, I guess it's because it's like the dough is surrounded, surrounding everything else. It doesn't taste as good as pizza to me. Yeah, I'm not I mean, anti calzone, but I usually do not get calzones. Yeah, like I'm more of a pizza guy, but like if I need to get a calzone, I'm gonna get a like it's it's the burrito of pizza. I recently had a revelation that changed my whole fast food life. Let's when I was when I was a kid, I didn't like uh, euros because I, I thought the, the lamb made my stomach hurt one time. Yeah, and I I recently got a euro for the first time since then this summer. Oh my god, euros are I get euros all the time now. They're so good. They're they're amazing, right? Do you get the tzatziki I, sauce on it? Is that the white sauce? Is that the white sauce? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that stuff. I drown, I drown them in that stuff. Yeah. 
This is the Dude. thing I love about Euro places. Every Euro place, there's there's one. Shout out Oakland Euros in Milwaukee. If you're ever in Milwaukee, go to Oakland Euros because they and every Euro place is like this, but theirs are just like the best. Every Euro place, they give you like this like manageable pita and then like enough lamb for like four of them. Like you can never yeah. roll it up. You have to just eat the lamb off first. Like they refuse to give you a bad deal. They they heap lamb on it. I love it. <laughs> They're like, you need more lamb. Then just give them three lambs. Just cut them up and put three lambs on there. Dude, I'll take you if you're ever on the East Coast. I'm gonna meet up with you, and I'm gonna bring you some homemade tzatziki sauce, and oh. you can just smother it on your. You can smother it on your euros everywhere. Right? I might, I might just PayPal you some to like just mail me that. Cause homemade, yeah. I just call it. I always just call it white sauce because I'm not cultured enough. But that stuff is great. It's it's dynamite. Shout out to whoever did that. Shout out to my ancestors. Is it uh do you have, you put it on stuff besides your Because I'll dip fries in it. What was that? Sorry, you cut out. Yeah, do you put Ziki sauce on stuff besides your Because I'll I'll dip fries yeah, in, oh, in it too. Dude, listen, man. You you put when you're Greek you put that on anything. You put it on <laughs> everything. Like it's like, oh, what is that? A bowl of cereal? Let's just throw some tzatziki in it, and like, who, need, who needs milk? Who needs milk? Just throw the cereal <laughs> exactly. in the tzatziki. But not. Nah, I mean, if you ever have, there's this thing, this place in New York that I that I, I can't remember the name of the place. They had this Greek burger, and it's like a lamb burger, topped with tzatziki sauce, Ooh. and it's like in a bun. It's like if Donald Trump like <laughs> made know. a love shot. No, 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 no. This is non-political. This is just this is just America. If Donald Trump made a child with Giannis at Tetacumbo, like they would make this burger. Like it's so America. It's so America and so Greek at the same time. Uh, I just booked my flight to New York. I'll I'll be flying from Milwaukee to New York in thirty minutes. I gotta I gotta get right. driving right now so I can catch that flight to go get one of those. All right, it's about an hour drive for me, so like we'll just we'll we'll meet up. We'll meet up. It sounds sounds good to me. <laughs> Before we go catch, well, you don't you don't have to catch a flight. Before I go catch my flight, what do you what do you want to plug, Jordan? <laughs> you got a lot of stuff to plug. I do. I'm just gonna plug Dimmy Hub one more time. This is gonna be a shout out to any artists, any artist, whether you're a producer, singer, rapper of any genre, or just know anybody who's involved. Just email me, tweet me. I'm, my my Twitter is at Georgie the Greek. My email is Georgie the Greek at gmail.com. It's really easy. Just email me with your story and some samples, and I will write you an article. There's no like cost or anything. There's no specific thing you have to do. You just got to fill out, just answer a couple of my questions, and I'll write a nice little article about you. But yes, again, it's dimmyhub.com, and you can check out Ty's stuff there. Because he's coming up with some new articles, right? I am. Yeah, I uh, I tried to get a uh, a fairly famous rapper who's not super famous yet. I'm not going to name names. I was trying to get a little Alex podcast slash plug at Demi Hub. I, I didn't hear back yet, but I'll, I'll get some stuff. For, I have stuff I want to write that I will do. Yeah, I can't wait. And and when you get the chance, record yourself. Wrapping uh, blood on the leaves because we love yeah. to have it on the site too. My my hood pass moment. I was <laughs> I, I might just drink too much wine. Also, I'm 21 now, so I can say this stuff. I've been lying on podcasts for so long. It's so nice to be 21. I might You're drink so too lucky. much. I, I, How old are you? Are you I, I got 
Yeah, I got till June, man. Then I can oh, then I close. can stop lying about podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might I might have too much wine and just write like a real emotional article about take care. So expect that like some weekend night. Dude, that is that sounds like the greatest article ever written already. So I'm really <laughs> excited for. It. I'm really excited for it. Take Care was a great album. It was. Um, for more thoughts on Take Care, Johnny O'Brien, and Zaziki Sauce, did I say it right? Zaziki Sauce, yeah. Zaziki, like two Zs. It's like a DZ, like Zaziki. Oh, duh, like, Okay, I, I'm not gonna do it right. Duh, for more, for, duh, for duh, my duh, thoughts duh, on duh. White Sauce, for my thoughts on White Sauce, <laughs> follow me at Ty Windish. Uh, check out the site behindthebuckpass.com. We talk about buck stuff everywhere. I promise. We talk about the bucks everywhere else. We get off track here. It's my fault. I own it. I'm not going to change. Uh, that's all for this week. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Joey Burbs, who is still working on some new stuff. Uh, it's coming. He's such a good producer, too. It's it's nuts. How, I'm so mad he's so talented. Um, so <laughs> thanks for doing the intro and outro music to this podcast, Joey. Follow him at Joey Burbs. Check out his web- website, joeyburbs.com. He stays on brand with naming stuff. Thanks again, Georgie, for coming on on short notice on this special Tuesday edition of Time Out with Ty. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm down for appearance number three anytime. <laughs> All right, that's well, it'll it'll happen, but I'm sure it will. Check out the rest of our content and have a great week, everybody. <laughs>